Perfect. So I'll just make sure it's recording. So different podcast today in that it's not really about nutrition, but it might end up being because I do have some questions and people will talk about that. So I'm here with Tanya, who's actually a vet. So I'll let you introduce yourself um, and then we'll go on from there. Okay, perfect. So I'm Tanya. I am a companion animal vet. So I look after all of your dogs, cats, rabbits and pets at, at, at home. Um, I have 20 years experience under my belt and I've got two little clinics in Swindon. So I'm hoping that I am in a good position to be able to answer some of your burning questions during this COVID crisis. Yeah. So I've had um, not necessarily asked like to give them the answer, but like just when I've had conversations, people have been saying, oh, I'm walking a lot. I'm actually walking the dog loads. And sometimes the dog's being taken out like by multiple people. Yeah. A day. And now one person said, I'm getting weird looks when I'm walking my dog. Um, almost as if like they shouldn't be anywhere near them. So can you, can, what, what's the advice on that? Do you know, like, does anyone know? Like, can okay. they catch it? Like, can they be carriers? So there are some reports at the moment that there have been cases in dogs and cats just one or two cases, people are worrying. And I can tell you that there is no scientific evidence whatsoever that, pet, that our pets can contract coronavirus. What they can do is they can act as carriers, just as the same with our shopping bags or anything else that we, um, sorry, that we um, have on our person. So objects, they can act as the surface, if you like, and the virus could be carried on their coat if somebody coughs or, or sneezes near them. Um, I think we're in a really difficult world, aren't we? Whether it's walking your dog, whether it's going to the supermarket, whether it's driving your car, everybody is now judging everybody and everybody is mm. in a panic and everybody's worried about what everyone else is doing. Um, and and we're, 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 it's a very uncertain time for everybody. I would suggest to you that if you keep your dog on a lead, so that your dog is close by you when you take the dog for a walk. And absolutely, if you've got various members of your family that could go out and walk the dog, let them walk the dog. Mm. I think our dogs will be fitter than ever these yeah, days. Yeah. Um, but I would probably advise to keep them on the lead because certainly if they're very sociable and they run up to strangers or if people want to pat them, I think there's a natural instinct, isn't there, when you see a dog that you want to, to cuddle or pat, mm. that you want to do that. And certainly... With people self-isolating, people are really lonely. And to come mm. to have a friendly dog come up to you would be the best thing ever right now. But actually, it's what you don't want people to be doing. Yeah. You don't want a stroke. I, I don't think so. And I think you can be quite rude at this point, I'm afraid, and just say to people, please don't touch my dog. Yeah, yeah. And in that way, people walking their dogs, I guess, yeah, should be a bit wary about where their dog goes on I think it's safer to just keep them on a lead i understand yeah. that some dogs need to run and exercise yeah. and potentially a, a difficult thing but i really think that what we need to be doing right now is looking at alternative ways of stimulating our pets at home and looking after them in in the home so um and certainly it's the same for us it's finding other things to do that's what we need to do for our pets too so if they're not able to go out for the two or three hour run we need to find games and things that we can yeah. do to keep them entertained. Any examples? Yeah, I think a really simple thing, because one of one of the things that I've been asked is what do I do about food 
we talk, we said we wouldn't talk about nutrition. Yeah. Actually, we need to probably look at whether we reduce the calorie intake of our pets because they're not doing quite so much. And we need to look at ways of maybe slowing down what they're actually eating. So I think it's a good opportunity to really be looking at the, the food you're buying and following the instructions of the biscuits, for example, in how much your pet should be happy, having, mm. looking to what they should be having in a day, but holding back maybe a third of those biscuits that you can use as treats during the day. So you can have a little bit of a game, game time and teach them tricks, entertain them. Or a simple way for feeding is to actually, rather than feed them in a bowl, put the biscuits for their breakfast, for example, in a bottle, yeah bottle but make some holes in it so that they have to roll the bottle to get yeah. this and it just keeps them entertained it makes the meal time last longer and they've just got something to do they're exercising their brains a bit more yeah and that's if you're not taking the dog out as much as you would i, think, you would. I mean i think everybody's probably not taking their dog out quite as much as they used to um so i think they're all just good ways of keeping them stimulated at home because just as we get cabin fever, so can they. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they thrive on routine as well. Another question I got asked is when, when should I, when is the best time to take them out? Yeah. That's absolutely going to depend on your own family's routine because you want to try to stick to routine as much as possible. On the other hand, if you would normally go out in the middle of the day, and especially in this nice weather, if you're expecting that everybody else is going to be mm. out the time, Maybe avoid it. Try to go early, yeah. go late to avoid crowds and other people. And again, bear in mind that if the weather does get very warm over the next couple of weeks, we probably don't want to be taking our dogs out in the middle of the day because certain breeds particularly are quite prone to getting heat stroke. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's helpful because that they were kind of the main ones that I had around more walking dogs. And at the same time, people actually the opposite end of the spectrum if you've got like a maybe a family that have come back together from like living far away everyone's taking the dog out on their hour if you like i saw a funny meme actually the dog is on top of um like a kitchen side yeah saying not another walk <laughs> so i guess you gotta be worried the other way a little bit exactly i think it's really tough i mean i think if you I sadly don't. But if you've got the luxury of having a garden, the other thing you can do is try and set up a homemade agility run. Yeah. yeah. You know, and because I think, again, we are all going to go stir crazy being at home as well. So it just gives you something else to do um, and a way of interacting. And actually, that's not just dogs. Would you believe it? Rabbits and guinea pigs are brilliant at agility. If you ever want to have a bit of a smile, just Google rabbits and agility and watch some of the videos. I mean, they're phenomenal. I'm not sure about I think cats are... A, are very unlikely to to be anything other than disappointed if you try to make them do agility. Yeah, yeah. And I think cats are an interesting one actually because cats. The problem is, is if you make them indoor cats now, when they're used to going out, they're just going to get very stressed, and they can really give themselves illness um, from changing the rules and changing regime. And cats are not always very good at being indoor. So again, if you've got your cat that's having a very normal life and going out and about, just remember that when they come in, they potentially could have virus on their coat. You don't know where they've been or who they may have interacted in with. Cats are unlikely to be interacting with anyone. They're more likely to be up in a, a field somewhere looking for mice. But ultimately, they could still have virus on their coat. So I think you just need to be really sensible about washing your hands and hand hygiene 
um, when you anyway when you handle, yeah. handle, but certainly at this time. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's good to know. It's, it's interesting what you said about reducing the calorie intake of a dog if it's not walking as much because my my steps have decreased by about fifty percent. So I'm having to do, and that's even with a structured walk every day for an hour. So normally I wouldn't even go for a walk because I didn't have time, inverted commas. Now I am going for a walk for an hour, but I'm still doing 50% less. So it just shows how much I used to walk just from coffee shops around upstairs and around and now I'm not. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at forced ways myself to increase my exercise. Well, you could borrow a dog from my house then. <laughs> Actually, that's another thing I think that's really important and interesting at this time. So if you end up having to self-isolate or if you are somebody currently shielding and you've got a pet, actually, come on, hopefully neighbours and friends will be able to walk your dog. But again, you've got to be very careful with that interaction because, again, even though the pet can't necessarily directly give you coronavirus, they could have it on their yeah. or on their lead, on their harnesses. So I think it's really important to absolutely be there and let's help each other out at this time, especially those that are going to end up stuck um, with dogs that can't be walked because they're self-isolating. But just be really mindful at that at that time and make sure you've got hand sanitizer on your person. I would probably I at the moment we're all compulsive hand washers. Actually, to be honest, as a vet, I'm pretty much a compulsive hand washer anyway. Yeah. But I now just carry hand sanitizer on me everywhere I go. Um and that that can can help too but i think it's a really i think this is a really frightening time for everyone but it's also a really nice time to be able to show a bit of support mm. to the community and to our friends friends and uh, neighbors yeah definitely and you, i'm we're seeing that a lot actually with loads of initiatives and, and posts out on social media um, See, i know there are some dog walkers still working i don't know um what the government recommendation is on this mm. Concern with some of the dog walkers work, working still is that they're going to multiple households. Mm. So it's a difficult one, but I think if you can help a neighbour or a friend out with their dog, I think they'd be more. They'd be very appreciative. Don't yeah. worry, because Sorry. I don't my dogs with anybody. They just need yeah. to just go home if we get if we self isolate. They're just staying indoors for two weeks. Yeah. and we'll have give games to play with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what if um a vet still open? Like what's Yes. So we are under very strict restrictions at the minute, quite rightly so, because our focus has to be to protect public health and we have to protect our NHS at this point in time. So we are under very, very, very strict restrictions to be only physically seeing patients that we deem to be requiring urgent or emergency care. Okay. But that doesn't mean we're not available. So we are still available by telephone and by email right. and still arrange video consults with us. So basically you can just ring the practice as, as normal. In our case, you'd have to check with your own practices as to what they're offering, but ring the practice as normal. We can arrange a video consult, which actually is really lovely from the comfort of your own home. Yeah. And what's really interesting for me is I'm really seeing aspects of my patients that I wouldn't normally see because mm. I would see them in a clinic setting and it's actually really nice to see them in their own environment, um, comfortable and behaving what, what is normally what is normal for them in a normal way for them. Um, but yes, and from the video consult, we can establish whether or not you actually need to come in to the clinic. 
and then we will arrange suitable ways and means of getting you in your pet in safely yeah unfortunately at this time um any pets that are seen in the clinic we do ask owners to stay in the car right people are not allowed into the clinic at this time we have to protect the public protect each other and i have to make sure i've got a team that is still standing all the way through this to be able to deal with your pets when they need us yeah Um, that will come in but equally we can link back up by video while they're in the clinic and and keep you involved um in what is going on every step of the way yeah i think that's good to clarify that because yeah people might be thinking that yeah and it i mean it for me as well, Matt, it's a very worrying time because suddenly the care that we would normally give to our pets is suddenly not, we're not able to give it. Um, yeah. We've now got all these changes in circumstances where, as we've just said, pets are not being walked for, walked as much. There are more people at home. There are different factors causing stress and unhappiness and, and upset for everybody um, at the minute. And just rest assured that vets are still out there. You just need to find out what your own practice is doing. And certainly for us, we're open nine to six, Monday to Saturday, 10 to four Sunday, and yeah. we're, we're available. Good. Yeah, and I think that's peace of mind for a lot of people as well. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult because obviously, probably, I imagine pets more than, especially like dogs, more than humans to an extent, probably need outside fresh air more than we do. We're kind of quite used to it, right? So, you know, and even us like i'll be like make sure you're getting outside try and exercise outside for like your hour um get take vitamin d if you're not out in the sun because all these things can help your mood etc yeah is there anything else you'd recommend to like same same thing it's the same it's the same isn't it it's very easy for us to lump into just leon or just we can work i mean how lovely we've got the opportunity to read more um and we can just sit and actually be quite sedentary. But in that time that we're sat finding something to substitute where we would have been going to work or doing something else, our pets are potentially just sat there idle doing nothing. Yeah. And if your pets are anything like mine, they know absolutely when they're, when they're due their dinner and when they need to go for a walk. They are literally clockwork. And when the rules change, they, they become a bit unhinged as well. So I think it's really important to find those alternative games and ways of entertaining them. And I've got quite a few tricks up my sleeve with that. There are various things that we can can do. So I will keep you posted on how how to do that. But certainly the the, the kibble in a bottle is a really simple thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just even yeah. for I've been practicing the dogs have been practicing how to catch in my home. So they're all practicing catching treats. Yeah. Um, and that's just becoming a bit of a game and it's quite fun for us to yeah. interact. There are things called snuffle mats that you can make. So if you're if you're crafty. Right. A little bit like a rug with lots of fabric. And what you do is you make this rug and then you put kibble in it. You put biscuits in it so that they have to take time to find the treats. What, you roll it up? Um, You can do, or it's just literally, um, it's almost like a latch hook rug. You know the rugs with thick, long piles? And you can put treats, you can hide treats in there, basically. My dogs would destroy the rug. It wouldn't work for my dogs. But some dogs that are a bit more careful and and measured, that would be a thing. And, And these are things as well we can can help you with hide and seek whether you're hiding yourself or whether you're hiding treats I mean, hide and seek is a great game yeah, yeah. Happy for your dogs to be you know loose <laughs> loose around the house and that would, yeah, would yeah. Be, do or in the garden obviously again um what else and i think if you've got a garden i think certainly agility just setting up a real makeshift 
agility course is great fun. I think it's good fun for the family. And actually, it gets us exercising as yeah. well. We're going to have to run around with the dogs. So I think that would be a good thing to do. Yeah, when I'm in my garden, sometimes we got, we've got the dog out. I might be doing something in the garden and I'll just take a tennis ball. And as I'm doing whatever, I'll just keep chucking it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and it's almost like she's had a walk after that. Well, exactly. But again, from our point of view, when we're at risk now of becoming quite sedentary, if you've got the ability to just use a few, I mean, you can literally use brims or mops as poles and then just balance on a couple of bricks or whatever you've got in your garden. You some home home exactly and if you're any if you've ever watched crafts you can see that the two-legged people work out as well yeah yeah <laughs> run around with the dog so i think it's just a fun thing to do and i think um especially in the nice weather you know i think absolutely yeah get uh, out fresh air in yeah no that's good i think we've covered quite a bit is there anything else you want to kind of add to that um, that you kind of think we should be aware of anything else I don't think so at the minute. I think as things change, then we can certainly update update people. But I think it's really important, however stressful it is, that we all stay safe and stay home. It okay, really what about people with a really obscure animals? Have you come across any? Yeah, there are. We've got a fair few in the practice. I, or as you know, I operated on a goldfish. I know goldfish aren't obscure, but it's it's quite unusual for owners to be invested enough to, yeah. you know, to want to care for their 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 um fish their fish as pets in that way um we've got various snakes various reptiles bearded dragons um some parrots as owners pygmy hedgehog owners as as a uh, as patient pygmy yeah. becoming a little bit more popular again the, the, i'm going to sound miserable now specialist pets require specialist knowledge yeah <laughs> and it's they're really they're actually not easy to look after they they really are quite specialist um yeah I've always liked the idea of getting a parrot until I looked into it. <laughs> well, but parrot, every parrot should not be in a cage. No parrot should have a cage. They should be free flying. Yeah. It's enough to go, no thanks. <laughs> Plus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. me now. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Anything else at all? I think that's you've covered quite a lot. That's really helpful. And I hope, um, yeah, that helps kind of clarify a few things as far as we know now on the 4th of April. <laughs> Exactly. We could change today. Do a Q&A if people have questions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, um, I'll, I'll obviously share this. And then if people have questions, um, we could always do set something else up to make it kind of live so people can kind of interact as well. Perfect. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Tanya. Have a good day.